God's family on this day, which we acknowledge as Mother's Day. And uh, so we're going to do this. Uh, here's the announcement for those speaking. We're going to do it alphabetically. Uh, so that means Craig's going to finish, and I start, and Richard's going to finish. Uh, so uh, Craig, Craig is uh, on staff part-time here. He's come and joined us. He's uh, what we call an executive pastor, which means he takes care of all those details that I don't have any uh, inclination or ability to manage. Um, and already his uh, stellar skills in the area of helping the elders with information and data that empowers us to make decisions has been really, really helpful. Well, good morning. When, uh, when Phil said he's going to get five grown men to talk about motherhood, I thought, what a crazy idea. What the heck do we know? <laughs> but apparently, that's, that's what we're doing. So <clears throat> I can say uh, honestly that I understand the pain of childbirth. Yeah. I, after the birth of our first child, I had fingernail marks on my arm for days. And so I understand what childbirth is about. So that's my experience of motherhood. Uh, wrapped up in a nutshell. Uh, this morning, uh, as I was trying to think about uh, what to share about motherhood based on my vast experience, it was one of the things that dropped into my mind was this idea of, of the, the Hebrew word for father. It's completely off topic already. And so uh, this idea that uh, I had known that the, the Hebrew way of constructing words is, has ideas behind it. And so I'm going to use the English letters rather than getting into the Hebrew letters. But when we talk about the word father, it's two letters, A, B. You know, the, the word for father is Ab. Now, the A in, uh, in Hebrew stands for leader or strength. And the B or Bet in the Hebrew stands for house. And so when we put the two letters together, Ab, we have the word for father, which actually means leader of the house. Uh, and I knew this already, and I thought... I wonder what it is for mother. Who would have thought? So I go back to the Hebrew, and of course, the Hebrew word for mother is aim, which is actually just a m, aleph mem, which is why I think that it's a biblical support for the idea that in the early hours of the a m, it is the mother who gets up to the kids. It's, 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 it's biblical. It's biblical, folks. Come on. It's definitely in the AM, all right? Okay, no, no, not seeing much support. I can feel a book coming. Actually, the, the word AM, uh, A, leader or strength, in this case, strength, and the mem actually stands for water. And so in Hebrew, the word for mother means strong water, which is another way in Hebrew of saying glue. Motherhood is the glue that binds the family together. As I realize that, you look at the, at the role of a mother in the family and you realize that they are the ones who create a bridge between dad and the kids, who, who gather to the family together, who, who come in, uh, in a place of uh, uh, mediation oftentimes to keep the family as one. Uh, the last time I was actually with uh, my mother, uh, some of you may know, my dad passed away uh, at the start of March and so we were down uh, the family gathered together uh, in March to, to, to organize and plan the funeral. It was one of those times where you don't expect the family to come together, but there we are. And interestingly enough, there's, uh, I have two brothers and a sister, but all three of us boys have the same sense of humor and the same way of dealing with emotion, and that is we make jokes. And so we're getting together as, 
as, uh, as, as men who are planning the funeral of our father who's just passed away, and of course, we're all dealing with the grief by making jokes and laughing about it. And some of you may think that's highly inappropriate because we're, we're making fun of absolutely everything about the funeral. And, and it sort of occurred to me during that time that maybe this is disrespectful to my mother. After all, we're planning the funeral of a husband of 50 years uh, and we're laughing and joking and making a big, you know, uh, a game out of it because that's how we deal with grief, uh, the three of us. And so I went to her and I said, do you find this disrespectful? I just, you know, sort of feel that, you know, I need to, need to make sure that we're not overstepping the boundaries. And she said uh, something uh, quite surprising to me. She said, no, this is fantastic. She said, well, you've brought life back into the family, back into the house where there has been death. And, and, she, was, and she was saying, we've come together and you can just see the connection among the bonds of the family. And, and she was just happy to see life and connection back into the family. And so really that idea of motherhood being the glue that holds the family together and that expressing that mother's heart of saying, you know, I really just love it when family gets together, when we can share one with another. Awesome. I have my alarm going off. Oh, look, there it is. So good timing. I, I promised these guys I'd set a buzzer. Uh, and it would let, ring loudly when they were over time. Uh, so Eugene's going to come next. He's also part of our exec. And Eugene's a guy that I've known for a long time. He's like a trusted advisor to me. He helps me with communication because often my words uh, come out without a filter. And he has become that filter. So you can be thankful to him that uh, he is my safety. So Eugene, why don't you come and uh, share a, a few thoughts around Mother's Day. Thank you. Uh, yes, I am the official guinea pig for the lip balm, and uh, I can vouch for it. Um, I came in this morning, and a particular mother, when I gave her a kiss on the cheek, she said, ooh, your lips are so soft. <laughs> I, 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 I probably need to take on the services of my wife, who's studying to be a counselor, so for that one. Um, 1967 is where I want. How many of you actually can remember 1967? There's a few hands. How many of you were sane or sober enough to remember 1967? <laughs> All right, okay, yeah. 1967, my father uh, heard the call of God, sitting on the side of his bed preparing for a Bible study. He, he and my mother, and of course us children, and Stephen had just been born, my younger brother, he, um, he heard a call that said, pray for my missionary in New Zealand. And so my dad heard it three times. And so he began to look through the, the organizational manual that we, that we belonged to, and there were no missionaries in New Zealand. And so he came to my mother, and he said, I think God's calling us to New Zealand, and I don't know what that means. And she said, well, we just got the church to where it's supporting us, and it's growing, and I actually have an electric can opener in the kitchen and a dishwasher. I don't know why God would call us away from this. And so... <laughs> So she went and she said, I've got to go to the church. So she went to the church. She walked in. She locked the door. And she said, okay, God, I'm not leaving until you tell me yes or no. What does this mean? And she stayed there for several hours. And God gave her a particular vision, which I don't have time to go into today, but gave her a vision. And she said, okay, now I know. So she went in, back home, and she said to dad, she said, Lloyd, today's the day. God said yes. Two years later, or two and a half years later, on August the 28th, 1969, we arrived in New Zealand. 
with three kids, 10 suitcases. We didn't know anyone, and we, they deposited us on the top of uh, Queen Street, and we stayed in what's called the Railton. And the Railton is, was a Salvation Army hotel, and there was two beds, and I didn't get one of them. So that was the beginning. My mother began to demonstrate at that time who she was. She went to God first. So if you followed me on Facebook, you would have seen today that I put up a post that said, my mother's not normal. And I meant that in the very profound way, is that she is not normal. And so in the, uh, the mid-70s and early, uh, yeah, mid, mid to late 70s, she had a habit of walking into my bedroom, usually on a Saturday morning when the only day I could sleep in, and she would sit on the edge of my bed, and she would tap me on the shoulder, and she would say, wake up. God's been talking to me about you. Now, you will experience two things, fear and more fear, because you have no idea what's coming. All right? And so she would say, God's been talking to me about you, and she would read a scripture, and then she would continue to preach a message. could be five minutes, and it could be 30 minutes. All right? Preach a message of inspiration, correction, and commitment to me. And she planted inside of me a love for the Word of God, because my mother's not normal. And then in the 90, 2006, 7, 8, somewhere around there, my wife and I, we um, signed her up to Facebook, and the rest is history. My mother still puts devotions on, and so she put out a list of them, and I decided I was going to publish them, so I published a little book called Mornings with Mom. And this is scriptures. I want to read one to you in the one minute and five seconds that I have left. All right. So this is just a random one that I picked, and I noted it this morning. There's no particular reason I chose this one. I just opened to this one. Good morning, she says. Oh, by the way, I want to introduce you to my mom, and this is the best way to do it. Okay? Good morning. I was reading about Elijah and his great victory at Carmel. What a mighty moment. Then I read how he was threatened, and he ran and hid. This got me thinking. We have witnessed some mighty moves of the Holy Ghost, and God answered many prayers only to have someone who was not there try to kill our experience. When we run, we hide away from reality, but God asks us, what are you doing here? Come on. You have work to do. Get up. Stop hiding. This is my encouragement to you today. Don't let anyone take away what God has done for you, your victory, your God, your life, mom. Very good. I've met Eugene's mom. She's precious. She's precious. Thanks. Okay, so the next three gentlemen that are going to share are our, our, our elders of the church. Uh, and I've said this before, and I will continue to say it every time I introduce them, that I am so thankful for the men that serve as elders in this church. They stand with me in a faithful obedience uh, in the good times and the, and the hard times and, and really provide strength to me, and I, and I value that immensely. But I can also say that they're not there just for me. They're there for you because they lobby and fight for you uh, when necessary at all times. So um, I just wanted to let you know that uh, on behalf of uh, my appreciation for the elders, you, you can also be appreciative. So why don't we give Hank a warm welcome as he comes and shares about Mother's Day. Hey guys, 
Good morning. Um, I, I just, uh, yeah, that's what you get. Five guys talking about their mothers is five guys cracking jokes <laughs> about their mothers. <laughs> um, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to keep it deadly serious this morning. Um, go to the Word of God. Um, Isaiah 49, verse 15, if you have your Bible here. It says, can a mother forget her nursing child? Can she feel no love for the child she has born? Impossible. And I like the NLT even better, uh, because it goes on, never, it says, can a mother forget her nursing child? Can she feel no love for the child she has born? But even if that were possible, I would not forget you. God links the love of a mother with his own love. And I, um, and I think the word there is forget, and forget and remember, you know, like remembering the need, remembering that the child needs to be nursed. And I love that because um, it, it led me back to a, like maybe a short story about my own mother. Uh, you know, I was eight years old. Uh, in Holland, it's always raining. So you play in the attic, you don't play outside. And our attic was filled with boxes, you know, like endless amounts of boxes. And it was like a surprise party because every time you opened a box, you never knew what you're going to find <laughs> for good or, <laughs> or worse. And one day when I was sort of going on this kind of travel within, you know, my boxes in, in the attic, I, find, I found like a, you know, like a book in between. I, and I opened that book and I, I was really surprised because I didn't know in that book were the first three years of my life written every single day, day by day by my mother. And I never knew that she actually did that. And for like an eight-year-old, you, know, you don't know anything, you know, like, and reading through those first, you know, years of my life is, I thought, whoa, she really took all this thing behind my back to write it down. And, you know, when I read that, can a mother forget her nursing child? I thought about, you know, I thought about that back. You know, you read about, I read about the good things, you know, like uh, how I was such a good little boy, and I read about the bad things. <laughs> that uh, one time I, I threw all the macaroni, dry macaroni on the floor, and I, I went with a broom to my mother, and I said, Mama clean, Mama clean. <laughs> <laughs> but even all these things were written down in all its, you know, in all its truth. And I thought to myself, you know, when I read this in Isaiah, I thought, you know, that is essentially, you know, like, like a love, a love thing. You know, like my mother wanted to make sure that those things would not be forgotten. You know, and this is how God is. He just wants to remind us and remember that we, He is always there for us. So, like a beautiful thing that I see often is, you know, I'm a doctor. And, and often when I... You know, when I see that kind of thing, I could, I, it's usually the second week of the, of the holiday and the mother comes in with four of her kids, all of them are sick because they all get sick together always. <laughs> mother has, has black spots, you know, like under her eyes, so tired at night. <laughs> and then she comes there and she, you know, like she, um, you know, you examine the kids and they're all sick and you give antibiotics. You know, usually if you have, you have a father, he would say, you know, like, um, he would say, um, uh, oh, good, we got it sorted. But the mother, she's different. She always says, I'm so happy that I didn't forget to come. I'm so happy that I made this appointment. <laughs> and, um, and on the other hand, you know, sometimes I even see that there can be a little bit of guilt for that mother. That she said, oh, I should have come earlier. You know, I should have brought my kids earlier there. Because, you know, that is how it goes with remembering. You know, remembering implies that sometimes we forget because 
our love is, you know, like God's love, but imperfect. However, I, I just want to encourage you this morning, you know, like as if you're a mother this morning. You know, just like my mother encouraged me by reading about my own life. I, I just really want to encourage you because, um, you know, that, that guilt that people feel at that stage, that mothers feel, is actually a sign how much they love their kids. And, and that love that they have for the kids is actually a reflection, you know, of God's love. So, although you might not recognize it always, um, you know, God recognizes that part of you. That part that is actually, you know, like, like looking for that fierce love on himself. You know, and, and, you know, like, and that will make you so close, you know, to his heart if you're doing that. And, um, you know, I just want to, uh, to encourage you guys this morning with that. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Isaac, why don't you come up next? Um, uh, come and share some encouragement uh, around Mother's Day. Everyone give Isaac a warm welcome. Thanks, man. Thanks, Hank, Hank for sharing that. I just really identify with the, um, as kids, I guess, not really under, understanding the extent of the love that our mother has for us and the amount of work they put into our lives. And, and um, seeing Jenny become a mum and being a parent, it's just kind of have so much appreciation for the mums. So thank you so much, mums. Um, this morning I'd like to share a couple of little stories about my mum. Who here has met my mum? Cool. They do say that um, having a weird mum builds strength of character, and so if I have any strength of character today, you'll be able to um, understand that, where that comes from. Um, <laughs> she, she would probably find that funny that I shared that. Um, so my mum is a counsellor, and I just want to share a couple of stories about how that integrated in her life. And um, she worked a bit with the, the rape crisis, the um, victim support, and the women's refuge. And uh, so, so we'd be sometimes at the dinner table or any time of night, mum would get a call. And we didn't have cell phones back then, so they'd divert the crisis phone to our house, and the phone would ring, and mum would shoot off and um, go and take a family that had um, just been a victim of, of violence and take it to the women's refuge and um, spend time with them. And she would come back when she's finished, kind of helping them getting settled. And... Um, uh, one day my mum said, oh, can you, do you know this certain, you know, said the name of a guy, and I was like, oh, yeah, I used to go to primary school with him, and, and uh, she said, oh, he said to say hello, and I was like, well, how'd you, how'd you um, get in contact with him, and she'd say, oh, he, he was in a head-on collision, he was in a truck, so he was okay, but the person who um, crashed into them died, and so she was with him just kind of processing that, so um, that's the kind of stuff my mum was involved in. Um, it's a horrible story to share with Mother's Day, but it's a, I do want to share it because it just makes a point. Um, my mum worked for victim support, so the police kind of stuff. Um, her first call out, she went uh, to a family and the, the father had chosen to not be alive anymore. And she was there with the mum as they um, told the kids. And um, just admire my mum's capacity to to be there in that kind of situation. And she, she kind of took it in a stride. The lady there said, I don't know how you cope with this. And, um, you know, you're obviously used to it. And it was my mum's first appointment. And, um, but mum just took it in a stride because she has the capacity to do that. And um, I feel like my mum is a reflection of God in that way. Um, and oh, the reason I say that is because uh, my mum can be there with people in the deepest poo. Um, those are some of the lowest points of life, and 
hours. In those situations there, um, it was messy. It was, it was not. You know, the, the people who, who had just had those kind of things happen were not going, oh, I feel troubled in my spirit. They were, they were grumpy. They were angry. They were swearing. They were, they were at their deepest anger. Oh, like they had just been beaten up or abused or, you know, it's at their lowest point. And my mum would be there and help them get through to a healthy place. And I just, I've come to know that for myself, um, God is like that. He, he is very comfortable no matter what we're going through. Um, I used to think that God was too Christian for us to get, um, to pour out our heart and just share, you know, our, our frustrations and our anger and our deepest hurts. Um, but God is very comfortable in that. He can sit there with us through our darkest times and just, just coach us through it and love us. And, um, yeah, there's, there's nothing we can't share with God. And um, he, he, will, he, wants to, he wants to hear what's going on and he also wants to coach us through and, and speak to us and he puts people around us. And I just so appreciate that about, about God and, and just about my mum. And that's how I feel like the, um, my mum carries a reflection of God in that. And um, that's, what I wanted to, wanted to share, that's what I wanted to share about my mum and about God today. Excellent. Richard, Richard, why don't you come and join us? So uh, our final guest is Richard, one of our elders. Give him a warm welcome as he starts this morning. Thanks very much, Phil, and um, Zion people. Um, wherever two or three of us are gathered together in Jesus' name, there he is amongst us. Isn't that good? Bless the Lord. Now, um, true to form, I've got a couple of slides. <laughs> uh, so if we can fire them up, that'd be good. Uh, okay, uh, I'll tell you when to start it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, because I'm last, aren't I? Like, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> right, oh, there we go. That's, that's very good. Yeah, yeah, just a warning. It could, could be hard to stop me when I um, start talking about my mum because she is truly a, a wonderful person. And still with us. And um, yeah, I've got one piece of paper, so hopefully that will help <laughs> keep things limited in about five slides. Um, this, is, this is Anzac Day, and I, I see I'm still wearing the same shirt, but I change into my, uh, change into my overalls through the week. But anyway, there you go. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> they're much the same, aren't they? Um, anyway, uh, She's standing there, be, uh, she has celebrated her 90th birthday, and she's standing beside that um, Ranga guy on her right as uh, a, a grandchild. Um, he was a head boy and got to make a speech for Anzac Day, and he's wearing medals, which are 101 years old, that, that were from the war, from her dad, who fought um, very bravely as a runner on the front line. And, um, yeah, there's a few of us, others there, but in total there's... Uh, what, uh, four kids, 23 grandkids and 14 plus great grandies. And, and my mum has lived and is living an abundant life. Um, some of the grandkids did a video and they said she's just like Mary Poppins. She, you know, she lights up the room and uh, she's so positive and, and she's got such gratitude. It was lovely to hear Ash talking about gratitude this morning uh, and she taught me a prayer uh, when I wake up in the morning, now I wake to see the light. God has kept me through the night. To him I lift my voice and pray that he might keep me through this day. So it's lovely how she um, brought that in. Click. And it got me thinking. Thanks. Next slide. Um, how did she become that person? 
you know, she's such a blessing to us. Oh, have we jumped? Oh, it's a second. I think we've jumped one. Is there one back? Anyway, no matter. Um, how did she become that person? And I thought about the men in her life. Her dad, who absolutely adored her, and her husband, my dad, who always used to tell us she's the best woman in the world. Oh, there we go, on the wedding day. So um, my granddad, the, the one with the war medals, and um, my dad, who sadly died 25 years ago, but she's the best woman in the world, kids. And he kept saying that, and it was just so lovely to see. So we're grateful for that heritage and realising that God made man and woman in his image. Male and female, he created them. Okay. Yep. Now, thanks. Uh, next one. Um, so, thinking about what mum has contributed to, to, to us has been faith, hope, love. But to, and to that, she's added her own um, humour and imagination. She'll just, um, you know, gravitate towards people, love on them, have a laugh. And that's, that's a real blessing. And, and as children, she used to tell us amazing stories and play fantastic games with us. Uh, she's also a school teacher. She, she taught until she was age 83. And, um, yeah, and, and she has students that came to me at a, at a school reunion and said, wow, your mum, she just made me feel so special. She sort of gets into your space. And, um, and I've noticed also that she looks out for the lonely and the unlovely and gives them focused attention. And how beautiful that is. God uh, leaves the 99 and goes after the one. Um, some favorite quotes in these values. Um, Man looks on the outside, but God looks on the heart. If at first you don't succeed, try, try, and try again. If that's not biblical, it probably should be. <laughs> if you can't say something positive, keep your mouth shut, which is generally right. And also, early to bed, early to rise makes a man happy, healthy, and wise. Um, Thanks. Uh, she became a Christian at a Billy Graham crusade, taught in Boys Brigade, did operatic society, work, um, helped love my dad and, and worked really hard on the farm. And then um, she used to visit, when she was in her 80s, visit the old people at the country lodge home, who some of them were younger than her. Um, and, and now, yeah, and, and now in the last um, 12 months or so, She's had to move there. So she's gone through some health challenges, had a couple of falls, and she is so brave, so gracious, so grateful, and she just, you know, is taking one day at a time, grateful to God, thankful for all the abundance that he's given us. Yeah. And um, just to finish, perhaps the biggest contribution to me in my re recollection of my childhood is her love of worship. So she's an um, accomplished pianist, but I used to see her playing and just off, worshipping the Lord, eyes closed, just so beautiful. And um, she had favourite hymns. Some of you who have been around a little while might have heard, How Great Thou Art, and Can It Be, Guide Me, O Thou Great Jehovah. She played piano for four decades in church. And in amongst that, in amongst that worship, which she received from the Lord, and she also shared with others, she was imparting often the gold of scripture. And um, so I'd like to finish with a wee waiata, which is um, one of her favourites, and you can sing along too, uh, if you know it, <laughs> or if you want to, and um, it's called The Lord is My Shepherd. Interesting that Ash talked about green pastures this morning, 
this intrigued me. You might know Psalm 23 reasonably well, folks. And um, there's, a, there's a song, so, so bear with me. I think I'll get through it. <laughs> Hopefully. Let's go. The Lord's my shepherd, I'll not want. He makes me down to lie. In pastures green, he leadeth me. The quiet waters by. By the way, I'm singing from the King James Version, which is... <laughs> Which is the, 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 the pinnacle of biblical translation, and it's not that one up there. That's the NIV. Um, <laughs> but there are four verses which are like that. So if you're privileged enough to know the song, let's, let's finish it. There's five verses, and they pretty much follow that scripture. But the fifth one we'll sing together, and um, I may even do the descant, which my mum always used to do. My soul he doth restore again, and me to walk doth make within the paths of righteousness in for his own name's sake. Yea, though I walk through death's dark veil, yet will I fear no ill, for Thou art with me and Thy rod and staff me comfort still. A table thou hast furnished in presence of my foes. My head thou dost with oil anoint, and my cup overflows. Feel free to sing with me. Goodness and mercy all my life shall surely follow me. And in God's house forevermore my dwelling place shall be. Amen. Sadly, I didn't prepare a waiata, um, but I have a dance, so that's going to be better. <laughs> Certainly not. Yeah, stop the clock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I could get the band to come back, uh, we're going to finish with the song. We're gonna, I'm, I've asked them to do that first song again, because the theme today is victory. While they're preparing, just a thought from me. Um, I, I really wrestled this morning with why God was asking me to read from Romans chapter 5 on Mother's Day when it didn't really speak of, you know, like we, we should have read maybe a Proverbs 31 or, you know, the beautiful verse that, that Hank referred to in Isaiah. And, and as I've watched the, the time together this morning unfold, what I'm seeing God want us to hear and see is, is that we can see God through the life of our mothers, and the way that they are dedicated, 
and the way that they love and the way that they serve, we can see God's love for us in that. And through the jokes and the stories and the testimonies of our five gentlemen this morning, I pray that you've seen that. You know, I remember when I was a, um, a wee fella, um, I'd watched my mum, who was an active intercessor in Women's Aglow and also in the church. And they had something that they called a prayer chain, much like what we have here. But in those days, there was no mobile phones. I know you don't think I'm that old, but when I was a kid, there was no mobile phones at all. Not even NASA had a mobile phone. And, and there wasn't even cordless phones. So she would get a phone call uh, just after dinner usually, and she would uh, travel out from the lounge room, the sitting room, into the lobby where the phone was literally connected to the wall. I don't know if some young people can imagine that, but the phone was hardwired into the wall and it had a, call, a curly cord and you couldn't move very far. Like, others remember that? All right, okay. So my mum would get this call for the prayer chain and she had a little school notebook and she would take it with her from her Bible and she would sit there for some time and she would capture the prayer need that was being communicated in the prayer chain. And then because it was a chain, she had to pass it on. So she would then sit there and dial a number because there were no buttons on the phone except disconnect. Yeah, maybe the young people are not quite sure. We'll get, I haven't got a slide. Anyway, uh, but she would ring and convey that prayer need to the next person in the chain, making sure it was accurately recorded uh, as per, and then she would go about her prayer business and in interceding for that need. Why am I telling you that story? Because in that, we see that God is always active in our situations. See, many of those people that were being prayed for didn't know that my mum was sitting there at half past seven on a Thursday night, receiving a call and then passing on a call to then go and spend time praying. God is always active. God was always watching. Even while we were still sinners, Paul writes, God loved us and sent his son Jesus in order that we could be restored to his embrace. You know, we hear through the stories of mothers, and, and you will all have your own stories. And, and all of you that are mothers are a story of the love of God that he put in you in order that you could share it with others. And it's a privilege that some of us don't get. But, but we can see God in your love, and for that I thank you, and I honor you as mothers. Uh, as, as women who are spiritual mothers in our family, you're vital to what goes on in the life of the church. You know, I, I watch, and people don't think I, I see everything that goes on, but I certainly see a lot of the nurturing and the mentoring and the text or the Facebook encouragement that happens because a spiritual mum is vital in different seasons of life, and I honor that as well. So I want to conclude with that. I'd like, I'd like you to stand as we finish this morning, uh, and I want to bring it back to the theme that God has already won a victory for us, and in that victory, we can be faithful that He is leading us into a good place. Um, so uh, I'm going to bless you now, and then I'm going to ask the band to lead us in this rather raucous uh, uh, raise a hallelujah. So I want you to, I want you to, I want you to um, receive a blessing from God today before before we do this, and then we'll close with the song, which is really a, a declaration of our agreement with God's 
victorious provision in our lives at all times. So God, I bless this family today. I bless them with the love of God. Bless them with the love and grace of Jesus Christ, who is our Savior, who came to die for us and overcame death, victorious, resurrected, leading us into eternal life and a relationship with God. Lord, I bless these ones with a fellowship of the Holy Spirit that they would know as they go that God loves them intimately. He loves them at all times and through all circumstances. And there is, in fact, nothing that could ever separate us from that love that God has for us. We declare that in faith. We receive it by faith. And we go in peace. In Jesus' name. Amen.